Welcome to Status Quo. On this episode of Status Quo, Quo 35 got too excited, started party rocking too hard, and accidentally sent an EA in. Thanks for listening to Status Quo. Now back to the ERN podcast. <laughs> and this is the ERN podcast. For legal disclaimer, Quo 35 did not send an EA in. But no, <laughs> Quo did not EAN, send an EA in. We'll get into that in a second, but we got some. Ex- we're we're going to start off with uh, some EAS news, and then we're going to go over to EAS history. Gabe will be covering part 11 changes over the years specifically the major revision in what was it 2005 yep yeah so we'll cut co- we'll cover that but first off let's talk about the elephant in the room for those who didn't know uh and ean went over ern so, and yeah. yeah it came from a station in the what was it northern mariana islands or something like that yeah something so what happened was what happened was there was a state. There's a station that has a has a song in their air chain that has EAN headers from the initial 2011 EAN test. Didn't get that far in EAN or in ERN thanks to strict time. It, this has that we are no longer monitoring that station, but we are basically trying to figure out. Okay, well, first off, why? Second of all, we yeah. all we have already reported this to the FCC. So they, we are. So it's on their. It's on their minds. working. It's on their We're radar. Working with them. But yeah, it's a very interesting thing. Yeah, even um, you could look up. You could look up the music video. I can't remember the exact title of the song off the top of my head. Yeah, I'll find it I'm just a minute. It right now. But uh, yeah, it just starts out with yan valid tones. And one thing me and Gabe were mentioning was it's not even in good taste. Like it's it's literally at the beginning of the music video. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello, Dell. Memory. Beginning, Continue. Yeah, Dell memory. <laughs> I mean, like the purge, some of the like purge song remixes too. like they all had EAS tones in them. Yeah, but like, the thing is, with this none song, of those it were was just like it was it's in the beginning the of the bat, song. There's nothing else. It's just. Yeah, yeah there's so no weird. reason to have headers in the front. It's just that. And then the song I wanna, continues. I want to direct a message at UMG. Why would you publish that? And why would you give that yeah. to stations? And, <laughs> and the thing is, well, it might even not be them giving it to stations because from all the things I've looked at, um, the only copy of the song that actually has the headers in it is the music video. So, like, theoretically, they could have just ripped the music video off of YouTube and played it. But who knows? It's I'm still, not the song, still, it's it's still irresponsible. Question. Yeah, it's the song in question is Poison by the artist Darren Espanto. And I would just like to point out that it only has 23,000 likes, comments turned off, and, and a million views. Yeah. And we're, just, <laughs> just for sake of the ERN podcast, since it is aired on e, on some ERN stations, we will not be playing that here and also due to copyright. But yeah, if yeah. you're a station, no, do not UMG. add that to your air list <laughs> unless you have a version without the tones. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this so- just goes to say, if you have a giant list of songs, you better like check them or something, because like as a broadcaster, you are 100 percent responsible for whatever goes out on your air chain. And if you activate mm-hmm. like uh, so the thing I'm glad about is that most likely whoever monitors that station in that local area probably has a sage. Because if they would have had a Dazdeck, I'm assuming it would have just gone off because does Dazdeck yeah, not no, Dazdeck killed it. Dazdeck killed also, just okay. like yeah. anybody, anybody who's a producer, it. just like don't include exactly. EAS like, why? in your music. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not, they don't even sound that good in a music sense. Like, and, and dude, why yeah, considerable. The whole idea is um, when, the, when the movie Olympus Has Fallen came out, they uh, 
they sued, what was it, ABC for some crazy amount of money. And you know why they did it? It's not because, oh, wow, ES Tones, we don't like them. It's because the reason is, so now whenever somebody hears, you know, uh, 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 they think, oh, The Purge. That's number one thing. Like, The Purge and Olympus Has Fallen completely freaking ruined EAS. The whole point is for it to be scary and not to be desensitized to it. It's the whole point is for it to be like, oh, shit. That's 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 something I should pay attention to. Oh, not not like, oh, spooky siren head. So the reason is because those are protected for that very reason. And a lot of producers and things have ruined that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You mentioned that you mentioned that particular instance. There's another instance I was like really familiar with, which was the uh, the CBS uh, Young Sheldon incident. Um, Yeah. For anybody who hasn't seen that, that actually um, I've actually watched it all the way through. And it's pretty interesting. Um, they they had a, included a scene where uh, there was a tornado warning on the TV. Apparently, in the uh, final edit, they uh, included EAS tones from that TV, um, mm-hmm. which uh, you know CBS got a fine for that. I can't remember what it was, but it was definitely in the uh, the you know five digit range. See, like that makes so. sense. That hundred percent makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like. But but maybe yes. like nowadays because Young Sheldon is pretty old nowadays like oh, yeah. something like that would make sense if you were just playing it like through Netflix if you had a specific version for TV stations you know what I mean but then again yeah, I don't even most, know Netflix most movies and TV like shows are specifically edited to be yeah, exactly. on broadcast like which is why a lot of the times you see non-standard episode times on Netflix streaming platforms like Hulu and yeah. other stuff like that because they're not meant for TV air. And that, that's why some of the times whenever you see movies on on uh, cable or just regular TV in general, you will see a message at the beginning like this program has been reformatted and stuff like that. Because yeah. it's not this the program has been film. reformatted for content restrictions and to fit your four by three television. Yeah. And to fit your <laughs> oh screen. <my> yeah. <laughs> and the little black square in the corner that gives you your rating. Yeah. And, and the, the one thing I want to point up. out, the one oh, thing yeah. I want to point out is like. If you're a TV station and you're putting in enough effort to make clean edits of things like that, you could probably put in enough effort to just cut that one scene. Like, come on. But you'd be surprised. And the thing is, I'm going to I'm going to take just take a gander that whoever actually uploaded that to the station probably had no idea that it could set stuff off. So, like, maybe it's more a thing of, like, properly educating your staff, too. Yeah, especially like your master control, the people that actually broadcast like that that's what that's one of the main things that master controls are taught to do is eas and what to do in certain situations like exactly it's, it's a yeah. heavy training because it's so important that your operator knows exactly what to do whenever something happens not yeah. just know how to use the weekly button exactly yeah 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 yeah, yeah. push daz button twice <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, I've never touched a DAZ. Is that yeah, actually the yeah. procedure to send at, a weekly? At my, at my, yep. At my last yes. station, actually, uh, I found the EAS handbook, right? Because I was just curious oh, to really? see what, what actual stations would put in it. And it literally said, send weekly, push button twice. And then, <laughs> and then there was like, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with the EAS operation handbook, but you know that one page where it's like what to do if there's a, like, a, like if you're stuck on an alert, like for EAN. Yes. It, what's the one thing you don't do? Unplug it or anything? Unplug. Unplug it. Yeah. My station's old operators your... to unplug. Oh my gosh. What? No. Unplug a DAS deck. 
that's like, one. If you're stuck, and if here's you're stuck, the thing here. If you're here's stuck really on funny an EAN, you can go in the DAZ menu and terminate. Well, you know where you're going to lose your EOMs. Well, you're you're going to lose your EOMs. Yeah, well, the, the thing, thing is, Cam, you said you can go into the DAZ. You know where else you can go for doing that? Federal prison. That's like a huge thing. So, That's why the save yeah. button jumps around when you try to cancel an EAN. So, so mm-hmm. for the DAZ deck, the only event that you can abort is an active EAN. So hopefully the that changes why, in the future. Yes, yeah. hopefully that does Wait, change in the future. The save button switch around when you're uh-huh. in an when EAN and it, try to do it. When you try to when you when you press EAN, it, you have to confirm around. by pressing mul- and it changes where the button is. And it's never the same yes. twice. Yep. If yeah. you like, if you take if you self activate two EANs, don't do this, and you terminate one, it will never be in the same spot as the other one. So it, the yes and no buttons change position. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's yep. randomized. There's a oh, video wow. on YouTube about it. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So it's just a random randomizer. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. And the um, one and back to the DAS deck. Um, yeah. The the thing is about the only the reason and for this kind of goes into EAS history because there were actually changes made to EAN. Is that the the initial design of the EAN? It was designed to be never ending. So mm-hmm. the the reason why it says what to do in a, in the event of an EAN that EAN gone wrong because most of those encoders will hold on to that for dear life. Yeah, um, they should have blocked. I mean, don't it. most index nowadays still do that just in case? They yeah, still, of course. yes, they do. It's still they, in the procedures. They, yes, it is still in the procedures. However, EANs are pretty much mostly most of the time they're treated like a standard national message. Just happens they, to be live relayed. Yeah, depends on and, and that's on why all, it makes more sense index. nowadays. And that's why it makes more sense nowadays for for an EAN to be iPods relayed because most likely nowadays it would be pre-recorded anyways. Yes, correct. Yeah. It is faster for them to pre-record a message and send it over cap than it would be to get the president over to a broadcasting station and activate the entire PEP network. Yeah, not to mention just yeah. the delay time to activate everyone. I mean, PEP is still very useful. Like, yes, PEP yeah. is still there. It's and that's still that's the prime. Not to say iPause is taking over. This is still the primary I w- thing. I wouldn't. But... E- yeah, I wouldn't even say like PEP is the backup. I would say PEP is still no the, PEP at least for totally time being. Primary. It's, still it's the, the primary. Yeah, it's the primary. <laughs> I mean, yeah. how, how long are we expected? Like, how do we know the the time it would take for the president to get to a station to do that? It's like ten minutes. Or I'm pretty something. sure. I'm pretty really? sure you can. The, I'm pretty the sure EA. you can. I'm pretty sure there's a way to activate it in the White House. I um the the official the official guidelines for the official guidelines in Part Eleven what, that yeah. kind of explain what EAN is it is designed to allow the president to make an address to the nation within ten minutes of issuance. And that's the yeah, maximum so time, right? I, I think, yeah, I think the the idea would be like, wasn't it like you As activate the EDS, it and then it would be like 10 to 20. Yeah, mm-hmm, because you have to wait for and that think, tone to activate on everything. Yep, because, because then it, it's totally live like relay. There's seconds. no delay. Depends. Would the president be talking himself or would he have like a person? Either it's it either a representative the of the president or the president. Yeah, really? So the, the president himself would be on all of our TVs. It, well, it well, would. I, it would either be audio of <laughs> yeah, the president. Of course. It'd either be audio of the president speaking live or pre-recorded, wow. or any or any representative within the line of succession. 
and the president's cabinet. That's crazy. Yeah, because if I remember correctly, the president is the only person that can allow or the only person that can activate EAN. No, that's, true. that's actually yes. incorrect. My fellow Americans, Wait, if you can hear oh, this, I am sitting in a bunker somewhere in, Middle in, the, in the Middle East. No, it is the, pre- is the president defense? and the administrator of FEMA. Okay, that would make sense. Oh, really? EANs are issued by the president under executive order, under an executive order to FEMA to originate the message. Because FEMA then, has the control over it. But FEMA has to verify, or mm-hmm. okay, it's just like any nuclear launch code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Duh. That's true. I'm sure there's a whole procedure behind that to verify and everything. Yep. Yeah. Very. I'm, just, I'm just sure it's similar very similar to the nuclear launch. Yeah. 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 And doesn't the nuclear launch Probably. one have something to do with like rolling code or whatever? Rolling so I, I actually know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. footballs, and Heaven so there's a golden card involved, and then there's the football, and then there's the uh, the the cipher codes that are actually transmitted over radio to the bunkers and the silos, and then that has its all whole yeah. full system. Yeah. If you're if actually interested in looking into that. Yeah, go and look at the um, the Titan Two missile silo yeah. videos uh, of the ones in uh, Arizona. That one in Arizona, you'll find they'll explain how the whole order goes, and it's really, yeah. really yeah. informative. And if you want, hey Cam, how I, does I know, it feel to be uh, sitting in one of the most nuclear states? <laughs> uh, actually, actually, not bad at all. Great Falls is way worse, but KRTV actually did a great story. How's that radiation taking for you, bud? <laughs> KRTV did a great story on like the inside of one. They didn't go fully in depth, but it's like more of a tour of one of the Minuteman silos. So one of the first yes. nukes to be launched from the United States mm-hmm. would be from most likely Montana or North Dakota. Yep. And if okay. there, there's a uh, one of our reporters or one of my coworkers there. Uh, he did a story inside of one of the silo launch areas mm-hmm. with cool. with uh, with Malmstrom. So if you you can look that up on Google, KRTV missile tour. It, it was it's a great story. It's not a lot of not a lot of people get to say they were in a freaking missile silo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, one wrong button, China knocking yeah, at the door. That's what happened with the EAN kind of went on a tangent. But yeah, now you get a better idea. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of yeah. it's all kind of the same procedures. It, I mean, I would assume for the most part, we can't say we know 100% for sure because we don't oh, yeah. work for the government. But then even yeah, if we did, we probably can't tell like people. An, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of like how the United States was built. There's checks and balances everywhere to make sure everything is legitimate, especially for EAS. Yeah. Yep. Imagine a five-year-old calls up a local radio station. Hi, yes, this is the president of the United States. Activation code one two three. My mommy said to call you. What the fuck? <laughs> my mommy uh, won't give me emergency. Do y'all want to? Sure, the president's son is calling. He wants to activate the emergency <laughs> alert network. <laughs> the first lady won't give me If anybody, if it. If anybody wants to hear some really interesting stuff, tune back into a couple episodes ago when I first did EAS history, where I explained the 1971 false alarm for the EBS. Oh. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's and that it's not like that, but it's marginally close with the way that they Wasn't it, they sent it. out the Similar. wrong thing over the wire. They, they sent the out the wrong tape. thing over the teletype wire. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So, Wait, they I were using the one recording. I- yeah. Yeah, back in those days, recording, how else would you get able to fast, do fast messages? 
fast yeah, travel. Well, yeah, that's true. I think the one station I heard it, the recording of, was WOWO. I don't remember where. WOWO. The ones that are up online are WOWO and WCCO AM. Oh, God. And we love WCCO. WCCO has a lovely, lovely, interesting thing with the ANs. Let's just say that. Yeah. I'll explain that later. Also, I will be touching on that. Yep. So, yeah, EAN went over ERN. It died really fast, like we were mentioning. It died right as it, right as someone decoded it. Basically, the only system yeah. it didn't go past was the our coordinated hub, and but that's because uh, it's I meant think to it relay went through everything. Yeah, correct. Chirp relays everything, so it went through mm-hmm. chirp, halt, and then for some reason it went through B. But I think the reason is because B's strict time is broken, so that could more be the turned off. But, and it, and it, yeah, of course, it went off. to me because I I'm a chirp monitor. And yeah, but my Cam's dad like, just said, nope, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, nah, it nah, literally fam. treated it like any old alert. Like it was like, nah, fam. <laughs> no, it, 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 I read it and it said national alert. EAN, And then it said uh, non-valid EAN. Yeah. Uh, time is too far off. This is an emergency action notification message. Hmm. All stations. All, all broadcast way, stations will relay this emergency action notification and, message. And speaking of EAS history, um, uh, I, I can touch on 2005. I'm going to touch. So I'm going to touch on the part 11 changes in 2005, which weren't that very much. But I'll be right back. Still significant. They added, they added some of the. They added some codes that we all mm-hmm. know and love today in there. Then I'm going to talk about the 2011 EAN test. Yeah, I'd be down. And that, that. That'd be, that's uh, a fun I have one. one thing I'd like to touch on as well before the 2011 EAN test. Um, didn't Alaska do a smaller scale EAN test at one point? Yes, they did. Yeah, we'll talk about that as well. They, they did do a it. smaller EAN test that was successful. Wait, so yeah, I have I heard, a question. I just I've never heard so, any recordings of it or anything. Gotcha. So I have a question. Um. Huh. For Alaska, since they are so far off from the rest of mainland United States, how do they get EAN? Uh, Satellite. Satellite. What do you mean? Like, they they monitor satellite. Yeah. They monitor via satellite. Oh! They give it as a PEP getting shot up into it. Same same thing with Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Wait, that's how their their PEPs work? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. They yeah, because satellite way. is reliable. Mm-hmm. Because the only way to interfere with satellite is either the ground station or the actual satellite. Yeah, anything. So and if there's something sense. going yeah. after the ground station and you haven't sent out something, that's already an issue. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's reliable enough to be able to get an alert out. But if something's happened to it beforehand, yes, it would disconnect it from the rest of the country. Oh, and fun fact, I actually I actually have the the exact handbook. The exact handbook and the, I have the exact handbook for the 2011 test that was actually distributed to stations. Mm-hmm. Oh, here. awesome. I so think I, I have I'm seen gonna... that once in a stray Google search, but I haven't really looked at it. Oh, Fun hey, fact. Uh, random question for after the podcast. Does anybody have the no red ID of that satellite? Because I'd like to look into it or one of them, at least. Yeah, I do not. It. I do not. But I'll. It. But we can let's take that offline. And we'll, we can 
you can look for all it. Right. All right. All um, right. But yeah. So. Let's talk yeah, about. Let's talk first. Welcome to the year 2005. So wasn't uh, in, 2005 was the first major revision, right? Yeah, the first recorded major revision, at least. Um, well, I mean, it's it was only what how many years since EAS came out? It wasn't too long. Seven, yeah, yeah, seven yeah, or eight been years. Like, yeah, seven or eight years. That's not bad for a first major revision. Because wait, when did it come out? Ninety six. Ninety seven. It was adopted okay. on January 1st, 1997. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And what did they do revision-wise to it? So, what they did is that they added a bunch of event codes. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, well, the main event code that was added in the first major revision was CAE, Child Abduction yeah. Emergency. Also known to literally everyone that's not in the EAS community as Amber Am- Alert. Amber Alert, yeah. or that really weird phone beepy thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing that, that most people that... turn off. Yeah. But yeah. Um, what were the other event codes that were added? I had my list earlier and I had different. I immediately lost it. <laughs> Did that happen to add the, the blue code as well, or was that later? Blue was added in 2012 to 2014. Okay. I think it was 2014 that, that it was actually brought in. Which is yeah. honestly, in my opinion, blue is useless because you have law enforcement. Yeah, warning. you have law enforcement. Law enforcement warning, warning so dumb, yeah. local area emergency, civil danger but we warning. We can, you know, we can. We have one thing to credit blue warning. for. Blue. The only thing I can credit blue for is for the fact that some of the stations were forced to upgrade from TFTs, so that you know they could and most of them probably upgraded to. Uh, a sage so or a daz deck or a daz deck yeah which is i love the tft but those are probably the more reliable options right now so mm-hmm. are, you, are you guys ready for the are you guys ready for the list of lists of event codes yeah go ahead I'm a TFT avalanche watch avalanche watch. warning child abduction emergency civil danger warning coastal flood watch coastal flood warning dust storm warning earthquake warning fire warning hazardous materials warning local area emergency law enforcement warning <gasps> Network, network and master's <laughs> notification, nuclear power plant warning, radiological hazard warning, special marine warning, shelter in place warning, diamond one telephone outage emergency, tornado watch, tor- or sorry, not tornado watch, tor- tropical storm watch, tropical storm warning, volcano warning, and then the unrecognized codes. But what about civil danger watch? <laughs> <laughs> civil danger is forecasted to occur in this area. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then, and then. Blue alert, extreme suspicious people are inbound. And then (laughs) blue alert, extreme wind warning, storm surge watch and storm surge warning were added and were officially amended in 2017. But it was introduced to civil danger watch means that conditions are favorable for the development. I have yet to ever see an extreme wind warning anywhere. Like I know we've relayed them before, but I've never caught one. I think I think in the great WFO area, I think they issued one, but I think that was for the Rocky Mountain front where like literally all the wind happens. What is the criteria for that? Wind's fucking extreme, man. I can't go get that from your head. But I know that they they continue to use high wind warning up until like 100 miles an hour. Jesus Christ! And you and do not want to be and, there. And they and they don't tone them. 
They don't tone high wind warnings? Great Falls tones literally nothing. Oh my god. The, like, the, the only alerts I've ever received off of uh, WXJ43, which is the closest to the Great Falls office, is CAE, TOR, TOA, SVR, SVA, of course, FFW, and FFA. I don't, I haven't gotten yeah. anything else. No huh. winter storm warnings, no winter storm watches, no high wind warnings, no high wind watches, no flood oh, warnings, yeah. no flood watches. Fun fact. Nothing. Uh, Miami decided No, they don't that- even, oh, also, they, they don't even tone blizzard warnings. <laughs> My gosh. It, hey, I think uh, it's the same f- for Missoula's area, too. Fun fact, Miami decided that anything issued by the WPC flood-wise, they'll issue it as an F- an FFA. So if there's a flood watch, it's an it's a flash flood watch now. <laughs> so oh God. it's ridiculous. It's dumb. It's because I think the whole flood, you know, every a couple offices decided they didn't want to do flood products anymore. Or tone them at so least. They just moved to flash. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's like one of the dumbest things I've so- ever uh, Gabe, was flood so, uh, like flood products in there from the very beginning, like flood warning and flood watch? Yes. It was okay. That's surprising, actually. So Marley, yeah. Um, I I found what you were looking for on the extreme wind warning. So by definition, an extreme warning, Anyways, uh, an extreme to, um, wind warning is yes issued. history, if you will, Gabe. Marley Lawson was talking. Oh shit! I an extreme warned. No, it's okay. An extreme wind warning is issued when surface winds of 100 knots or 115 miles per hour or greater are associated with non-convective winds, a derecho, or hurricane winds. Okay. So 115 is the line. Yeah. So I think you meant 100 knots, not 100 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well, that is what an extreme wind warning is. Alright. So... That's pretty much all the, all those changes. There is a there is a uh, proposal that was issued in 2007 that it had a very interesting thing where um, that's when cap was starting to first get implemented. And that was when they first started tossing around the ideas of like, hmm, I wonder if we should use this new fangled Internet thing mm. and, you, and do that. So. I'll, I'll cover that when we get to the actual index of now, because we, we, we don't really have many index of now. We have Sage, the DAS deck, and the Easy Cap, and then yeah. we don't we don't talk about the GR. <laughs> no one ever talks about the GR. We do Holly not talk. Ab- <laughs> we do not talk about the Holly Inn or the GR in these parts. So, that being said. The Burke. Like said, um, let's talk about the 2011 test. Yeah, and Marley, wasn't there something you wanted to touch on beforehand? Yeah, the the Alaska test actually kind of surprised me with that. The the whole satellite thing. I mean, it makes sense to me. I just would have thought they would have had a ground based pep. I mean, do they, or is it just all satellite? Like, is it Premier or? Um. Well, um, I don't know if it's Premier or not. But it's either one of two things. They probably just have it. Um, probably just they're probably either satellite, satellite and phone line. That's the only thing I can really 
Yeah. I know there's really a couple of Missoula stations that use Premiere. Premiere, yeah. And you any need a, any iHeart station box, right? has a Premiere satellite. Mm-hmm. Do they actually all iHeart stations? Yeah, you want the why? Why? Premiere is an iHeart radio company. You know that would make sense, wouldn't it? <laughs> that's what, that's how all their syndicated content comes through. Yeah, true. Huh. That's nice, I guess. Maybe I should monitor an iHeart station. <laughs> but yeah, so the the Alaska test, they they tested that locally and that would make sense, of course, because it wouldn't leak into anything else, of course. Um mm-hmm. And when did they do that again? Like year? Or 9 2010 or something like that. Okay, that makes sense. Or hell, maybe even early 2011. Yeah, I I don't know if there's any recordings of it, but that was pretty successful, actually. It it sounded decent. Sounded like your average MPT without WCCO. (laughs) Yeah. So, welcome to 2011. I know, we rushed over a good six years, so hope you all didn't get no whiplash. So, um... So for the 2011 test, a copy of the a copy of the EAS handbook was specifically designed for the EAN test. I actually have that pulled up right here. Funnily enough, this this handbook will supersede all other EAS handbooks only during the operation of the nationwide EAS test of, on November 9th, 2011. Mm-hmm. And it actually even has like it actually even has like the the proper script for it too. Yeah. This is a test of the emergency alert system. This is only a test. The message you are hearing is part of a nationwide live code test of emergency alert system capabilities. This test message has been initiated by national alert and warning authorities in coordination with emergency alert system participants, including broadcast, cable, satellite, and wireline participants in your area. Had this been an actual emergency, the attention signal you just heard would have been followed by emergency information, news, or instructions. This is only a test. We now return you to regular programming. Sure, y'all understand that. And, However, yeah. it wouldn't have been that clear. It wouldn't have been that clear because one of the peps, cough, cough, WCCO, decided to be a wonderful idea to just fuck up royally and put their station, the regular station blue box, in front of their PEP blue box. So the PEP started sending the message. I thought it was a gray box. It was a blue box. It was a blue box. Okay. Because mm-hmm. at that point, because at that point, I pause. was starting to kind of take an effect. Yeah. And stations were starting to replace. Yeah. So the PEP index received the received the EAN and started sending. Then from there, the PEP the PEP index being monitored directly by the main station index. For whatever reason, right? Mm-hmm. And the and the the way that the air chain worked was that they had their program audio go through the pep end deck to their main end deck and then out to the transmitter. <laughs> so it went through their pep end deck, cut off their program audio, so it's relaying EAS. Then after that, after the attention to, after a couple seconds after the attention tone ended on the pep end deck, the main end deck started relaying the alert from the pep end deck and started sending its own set of headers and cut it off. Which is why so if, you, be, if you listen to recordings, you'll hear the echo with new headers. You'll hear. Yep. You'll hear the echo with new headers and it became a feedback loop. 
And I'm pretty sure that didn't that set uh, I think that set Easy's off twice, didn't it? Oh yeah. Um, there was a video a that uh, there's a there was a video that I unfortunately that the um unfortunately the end the uh, freaking um, video is no longer on YouTube for some reason, but it was a video of a FiOS customer who received the who got the message right, and it they this one had the in and it was of course it was an Easy Plus and it said na- the had the national EAS test CGen message over mm-hmm. it yeah, but then all of the, but then it got the second set of headers. And then it unticked the freaking the test message, yeah, and then the it said national alert, primary entry point systemization, and emergency action yeah. notification. Needless to say, that is not at all done the same way nowadays. Nowadays, there are separate bunkers. Like literally, there are. I'm when I'm not joking. There are bunkers with multiple, I think, weeks of food storage. So it's like a straight up doomsday bunker right outside of pep stations now. So it's like it's not done. 33 whenever, of them have them right now, I think. Yeah. Whenever I mm-hmm. say whenever I say the station from like the, the radio station is not in control of their radio station. They're not the pep. The FEMA can just say, no, fuck you and cut off their entire audio because it has to go through the bunker before it goes out or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like it is not there's no room for it to fuck up anymore, which means if that if their outside communication gets cut, they still have internal outside of the bunker. Yep. If if so it's, somehow it's more or less a if somehow safe. exactly if somehow the the station studios decide to say, no, fuck you, I'm just going to go home to my family. Everyone in the bunker still has control of the radio station. So. Mm hmm. Which is a great way to have it, actually. And those bunkers also have their own transmitters and antennas. Yep. Oh, do they so actually? In case the main one goes that. down, there's a backup. Yep. Huh. And is that same wattage or less? or? Not sure. I would yeah, assume probably just... less because you're it's not probably in that case. You probably wouldn't be. Yeah, because you probably wouldn't be connected to the power grid. If you're interested yeah. it's um, on diesel I would generators, look, I would look into their mm-hmm. uh, the FCC licenses. You'll find a tower ID license for that site. Okay. Um, yeah, God, I. I'm actually I'm familiar with the I've one out ever here. Heard. They have a they have a backup I... transmitter site out here for K2 and Coin, um, and it's a they have a huge huge C band uplink transmitter. I mean, this <laughs> dish is like oh, like forty feet well, in it's diameter. C band, so it's got to be big. Yeah, it's forty feet in diameter. Like the thing's massive. It's the biggest like dish I've ever stood in front of. And I go up there, and this is the broadcasting engineer I got my index from. And I won't say what station on the podcast, but um, the um, uh, this guy he was like, "So you want to rotate the dish?" <laughs> <laughs> and so we get are you screw, winning son <laughs> we get to screw around with the dish the dish is i mean it's c-band it's not used anymore but like it was it was funny and this dish it's freaking massive apparently the uh elevation didn't work anymore but the azimuth did so we turned it a little bit it was pretty fun used huge hydraulic like motors you could hear the hydraulic pumps going yeah. you know it's so cool I assume that I assume that an AM radio station running off of diesel wouldn't sound very good because you'd have all that like alternator wine. They'd probably have to have some crazy filters. It's probably an inverter instead of a full on generator. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. Like a DC generator to AC. Yeah. yeah probably. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I mean, AC, yeah, I mean, those stations are already running, like, filtering transformers and everything, though, so, like, it wouldn't be too surprising if they were doing that to choke any, you, you know. Something that's pretty cool is that, um, the frickin' the handbook for the test, for the, um, EA, for the EAN test, mm -hmm. it does say, it does say an EAT event code will not be used to terminate the test. And then it yeah. also says um, video providers must visually display expanded header text and orally transmit header data, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then it also has EAS equipment manufacturer sample EAN header code scripts. What? Where it basically <laughs> is just like where it shows like what a Sage will say on its CGen, what a TFT will say on the CGen, oh, yeah. what Easy would say on the CGen. And then what the DAS deck will say on it. Did like the DAS deck, I mean, I know the TFT didn't, but like the da did the DAS deck have a test mode and stuff? No? No. No, it didn't. Okay. Huh. I assume looking at a DAS deck sending an EAA would be much less scary than an easy, though. Because <laughs> easy is just in your face. It's like a primary entry point has issued a you're fucking dead warning. <laughs> So the Dazdex over here, like the national primary EAS system has issued a national emergency action notification. Yeah. Isn't that what it uh, says on the translation? Yeah, it's so dumb. Like, I mean, it's cool and all, but like, uh, I, I don't like the ability to do that with the DAS deck. I mean, it's cool and all, but like Comcast is really annoying because it says Comcast has issued a, and it's like, they got to slap their branding on it. It's literally EAS. It's not a thing you should brand. I don't know. Is that even allowed under part 11? Because don't you yes, have it to is. show it's that's, allowed. That's, that's okay. crazy. Well, is it because you're changing it? You're changing the transition. Well, it's because EAS. it's an EAS participant. If you, if it was an NWR warning, then you wouldn't. Yeah, that makes a lot more. That makes I, a lot more sense. It's it's interesting though, because like uh, there was obviously ties with um, Trilithic and Comcast with their licensing features. Um, so it really does make me wonder. Uh, you know, the Comcast, Comcast the, whenever the the Comcast issued a thing was freaking as a it w happened post DAS deck. Yes, like when they were starting user DASs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder if the they if, if they um, upgrade to the latest DAS revision. The newest DAS box. I wonder if they're gonna fall through with transferring that over too. Would be interesting. Hey, speaking well. speaking of the latest DAS box, the DAS Deck Three. I got mm -hmm. more information on that. Oh yes. So unit units will be shipping out the end of July. And I will and, be buying one. And I wish. <laughs> and digital digital alert systems has told me that after they ship out all their pre orders. They will have review units available. Ooh. And they are considering giving ERN a DASDEC 3 for review. Damn. Imagine so more that. on that in the future, but that'll be cool. If we if we Yo, do, we yes, will have a full episode. Need a, need a box. <laughs> yeah, not sponsored in any way, shape, or form by Digital Alert Systems, but if but we provided by it, we... But yeah, we love you. Please it, give us one. <laughs> <laughs> Please but. note that Digital Alert Systems has provided this unit. We are not sponsored by Digital Alert Systems and all 
and all opinions herein do not represent digital alert systems, and it is the and it is the review reviewers' opinion and impressions that will be presented here. Yeah, yeah. What he said. Legal mumbo jumbo. Yeah, legal mumbo jumbo. Thank you, our lawyers. Even though Gabe isn't a lawyer. <laughs> but no, yeah, this has no, been another disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, we're excited for the Dazdeck mm-hmm. free. So we'll keep you guys all updated on that. No, just wait till the Dazdeck four comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just screwing. Around. Like, like, like going back a couple episodes. Isn't this the closest the EAS community has gotten? To partnering with a uh, an actual yeah, yeah, actual yeah manufacturer, I would believe so. Um, I mean, Sage has been pretty good, but, like no partner stuff, like yeah, no like provided units or anything. But if Sage wants to change that, um, you can call me. Let's just say Sage, uh, FEMA Sage has been pretty versus... good too. Wink, wink, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. Yeah, yeah. No, companies we, companies love us. Yeah, totally. <laughs> not, not except except for Gorman Redlick. Gorman Redlick yeah, does not no. like us. Well, okay, I'm just gonna company? say it right like here. I'm just gonna say it right here. Gorman Redlick probably has one of the worst support teams like I've ever <laughs> laid my eyes on. They have one of the worst index ever. That's true. <laughs> you could run really the support team the only, doesn't add the only, value. The only useful feature about the Gorman, Gorman Redlick is the dedicated EOM button. No, bro, it's, it's a dedicated paperweight is what it is. You can literally no, the, run Roblox on a Gorman Redlick. You can. You what? can. It's been done. It's been on done. The deck, okay. Yeah. On the cap deck. On the cap yeah. deck, I, I know a person who has run Roblox. Yeah. Doing 360 no scopes and Phantom Forces on an EAS box. Yo, playing CS Go! Yo, yo, playing Phantom Forces. You guys are getting 360. Just trash talking to other people, yo, pussies. You guys aren't getting 360 no scopes on an EAS box, aren't you, huh? Oh, God. You're not getting 360 no scopes. this KD. knife. <laughs> on the freaking just check out this RD box out. Hold on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> let me let me start playing CSGO on my freaking Chiron character generator. Oh yeah, bro. The thing is though, that's completely possible. Chir- I uh, know because Chir- they run Windows. Do you know yeah, the Chiron? Wait, do they actually? Do they actually? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Shiny TVs. Yeah, they do. So I actually oh have another device that runs Windows um, that you wouldn't actually believe. Um, it's a. Uh, there's this company called Troll Systems. You can look them up. They make antenna equipment. Um, and at the uh, KOIN Tower, Coin6 News, here in Portland, um, they are running a like phased horn array of antennas. It's a phased mm-hmm. array. Uh, it's uh, They have a main antenna on top, and then they have a phased array more towards the bottom. And you know, it's all directional and stuff. But they're monitoring computer runs windows 10 um and it's funny they got a whole like rack mounted dell power edge and a screen in there and if you look at any of the equipment this troll systems company makes they have these really cool like rgb little lights underneath everything that like goes back and forth on the front of their rack mount boxes on but, today's um, episode of security yeah. instabilities <laughs> like technically you could run like a game on a 
you know, phased array antenna controller, um, which is something <laughs> I thought I would have never say. Let, let, hey let guys, me, let I'm me sitting here, here casually so, uh, running uh, freaking Roblox on my, my ham radio repeater excuse controller. Excuse me as I go, go up to Coin News's tower to run Roblox and their phased array antenna <laughs> distribution system. Hey, hey, Evan, I thought you were gonna, I, I, I could have, I thought you were gonna say the computer was running like Windows NT 3.1. No, yeah, you want to know how I know it's running Windows 10? Is because the login screen is always displayed. Always. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, because so, I've already. I mean, that's huh? actually fact, I've actually seen it unlocked be before, and the dashboard's really cool. It shows you like the SWR levels of all the antennas, coolant levels. It's super cool. It's like a whole like PLC style dashboard. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so, so let me tell you about the the Chiron. So, Gabe was talking about the Shy TV. Uh, I know about the newest revision of the okay. Chiron system, the Prime. Chiron, partner with us, when- please. <laughs> If you could pronounce their name right, I'm sure they would let you. Chiron, whatever. <laughs> Believe it or not, I accidentally said that and they were like, it's Chiron. <laughs> Chiron. Yeah, because I had to call them one time for news ticker support. But so the they actually Chiron corrected Prime. you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've always thought it was Chiron also, but no, it's it's Chiron. It's yeah. Chiron. But, uh, <sighs> you heard it here, folks. But so, yeah, so the server itself is like to you. And it has, uh, I believe it's a Quadro. I can't remember exactly what model oh, Quadro wow. is, but it also has... Probably like an A6000. That, that's what I'm thinking. But it also, speaking of Quadros, the weather system at the, at the station I used to work at runs a, a Quadro Quadros RTX. are actually really good. They run an RTX yeah. Quadro in a weather system for a 1080i stream. That's confusing. But, yeah, but any, but anyway, so back to the Chiron unit. So it's to you. It has a Quadro in it. it. I believe it had like 64 gigs of RAM. What? And it also had. Uh, it was running Windows tw- uh, Windows Server 2019, of course. And uh, I believe it was. I can't remember the exact CPU, but I knew it like surprised me when I actually saw it. It's a pretty ball-in system for a character generator, but I guess when you're doing stuff like that you don't want any lag or anything especially when no you don't want anything asks. yeah because yeah. it's it's for real-time graphics and shit like people want to put their graphics packages on here and they want it to be generated in real time nah bro fuck your what xbox that's why they're so expensive yeah you're not paying for a glorified picture viewer you're literally paying for a, a real-time generator. generator yeah so you could literally and probably run any Minecraft or Roblox, or you could probably even <laughs> play Crisis on this thing. But can it run Minesweeper? <laughs> oh, can goodness. it run 3D Space Cadet Pinball? <laughs> oh, that took me back. Oh my gosh. Oh, I used to play that all the time as a kid. Yo, when can we play Minesweeper in... 3D Space Cadet Pinball on the cap deck. <laughs> Daz deck runs a Minecraft server. I mean, oh, theoretically, like... it probably could, but it wouldn't be in dependency. Hey, hell. Uh, hey guys, I'm going to stream ER and cap to my Daz deck and use it as an IceCast server. Oh, my God. Wait, didn't you already <laughs> use your router as an IceCast server or something? No, I use my router as an asterisk phone system. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Now get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody doesn't know what we're referring to, that's an actual preset on the Asterix phone system. No, no, free PBX. Recorded voice responses. 
free PBX. Yeah, that's one it's of asterisk. the. It's asterisk. A free PBX uses the asterisk for oh, default yeah, voice yeah, back. Okay. My gosh, that's like one oh. of the default things. Yeah, they actually like. Oh, there's some really funny ones. They ship on today's them like episode of uh-huh. on today's episode like of the commercial versions have phones. these sound files. <laughs> Think about that. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. If you're so talking you about the chillest become- company in the world, there you go. Yep. Yeah. Now get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Now get That's the fuck great, out of sweetie. here. That's great, Now get the... <laughs> get the attention. The oh, that's better. That's great. Now get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, Needs to be yeah. an attention tone. Yeah. Oh well. But like a really butchered one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's oh, like lower yeah, so the Gabe, pitch yeah. by like negative fifty. <laughs> so Gabe, since we have a little bit of extra time, do you want to start getting into the digital encoders or? Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, So out of the three primary digital encoders that we have, two of them are actually able capable of running in Canada. Two of them are actually capable of running. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, if you're talking about about the Sage, I don't think that's correct because there is a a separate one. Forty six, forty four. There is a separate one, but that's designed to run four stations. The thirty six, forty four. The thirty six, forty four. Can run Canadian oh, cap. Can I know this because I've done it. Huh. I've done that. I've done custom Canadian cap on my stage. And doesn't it, it doesn't it doesn't play the tone? It doesn't it doesn't play the Canadian attention tone because that uses NV Leaden. Uh for reference, Gabe got a tax refund and bought a Sage Digital brand new. Oh yeah, yeah, that happened uh, February twenty twenty one. Oh yeah, yeah. hey. Uh, speaking yeah, so of what, what, what was the what was the first digital end deck to come out or was it like a, was it pretty close? The DAS deck one because mm-hmm, that came out pretty early, didn't it? It's either the DAS deck one or the one that nobody knows about, which is the MTS system 3000 D. Which I, is like a I Windows actually 7 box. I've only heard of that like once. Uh, uh, nobody really knows anything about it and I haven't certainly sure still hasn't seen any of pictures it. of it. because nobody bought it yeah so yeah do I we want to talk about dasdeck yeah we can talk about the dasdeck one so the dasdeck have- one is a shitty fucking computer <laughs> yeah and it, it the, so for reference it was a uh, basically what was holly and turned into monroe electronics which produced the dasdeck correct so the dasdeck is an x86 is an x86 based linux computer that runs um that runs a variant of Red Hat Enterprise Linux called CentOS. Actually, no, actually, the the later revisions run run uh, CentOS. The revision that we're referring to here runs Fedora version ten. Mm-hmm. And for context, the current version of Fedora is thirty six. So you can tell how very old that is. Well, to be By fair, the, though, even, that was also how many years ago? Yeah, it was uh, two thousand four, two thousand five, maybe even maybe as late as two thousand six. That mm-hmm. that time range. Yeah, yeah. my only yeah the um so with the Dasdeck, it's all digital. It was a it was all digital, so there was no it was 
EAS header generation was digital. It was process. The it's basically it was like the first software end deck, but it was physical. Yeah, but it was but it was a still a physical unit. But the mm-hmm. software running on it did all the did all the heavy lifting, and they just did all the computer parts. And <laughs> did it, was it have a, its own it was FSK a custom- generator, or was it software? No it was software. software. No huh. software. Yeah. Uh, every uh, every aspect of G- of head generation of software, the only hardware stuff that was in there was the computer itself, the screen, the serial interfaces, and, and the, the custom the custom board that they use for audio output and input, and the radio board. Huh. The radio board is all on that big, large custom sound, board that takes up most of the radio board on board. that. Is the radio board any different, really, than it is on the Dazdeck too? No. Like, does it sound different? No. No, the difference between the Dazdeq one and the Dazdeq two was a visual uplift on the actual unit itself and more powerful hardware, but not by much. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the C Gen is a, a little bit brighter. The C, well, that was actually software update. Oh, really? Hmm. So the original yeah. C Gen on the Dazdeq two looked like the one. Hmm. Actually, <laughs> looking, funny, you got to think you just, you you could just drag and drop the files over and. Bada bing, bada boom, you got a DAS deck too. Honestly, I'm really surprised about the uh, VCO stability of the uh, the trilithic radios. Like, they, they're they so frequent. They're, like, set to, oh, yeah, you go to this frequency, or you, oh, yeah, you go to this frequency. And they're never, like, they're never needing to be realigned when you switch those frequencies. I'm really surprised that for the time it was built, it, you know, it's that stable. Mm-hmm, it's pretty, mm-hmm. uh, pretty interesting. I've but, noticed yeah, with a couple. Then, oh, I was just saying. I, I've noticed with, a, I, I've noticed a lot of better radios don't do this. But with a lot of my crappy radios, like if the radio station decides it wants to play like a really bassy sound, the the carrier actually moves a bit. It wobbles, and some of the radios yeah. like Cliff doing that, but none of the EAS. Well, that's do that's that. so that's not VCO stability, but that's just the no. frequency modulation because you know the lower frequencies carry more. Um, more power. energy yeah. so therefore i mean you're having to Shut deal with up. that on uh on the carrier itself and not just you know the carrier it's carrier modulation right so like yeah. you're, you're modulating the frequency with fm so it just moves more when it's on a lower frequency yeah because you got to put sense. that energy yep and you know, lower lower frequency waves have more energy than higher frequency waves, so yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. simple. So yeah, yeah, yeah the, was the the Dazdeq one. So was there anything like absolutely stellar about it, or could you tell it was a first version of a unit? It was definitely a first version of the unit. Have you seen one? Yes. Outside of the FCC photos. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, there was one up on eBay for a while, and uh, back back when I was living down in Florida, I went down. I, th- we went on like a school field trip to one of the new TV of our like a, I think it was like WTSP or something like that, wow. and they were running a Nasdaq. No, the Nasdaq one, like the one that's listed in the FCC. They were, yeah, they were ULS. Yeah, not ULS. Excuse me, their uh, ID database. I want to clear that up to yes. any listeners. I know what I'm talking about. The ULS is a different thing. Yes, um, yes, and they were running a Nasdaq one. Awesome. I remember that because of the weird fucking font they use on the front. That's <laughs> so cool, though. And then the lower, the one thing I liked about the design of the Dazdeck one was the little Dazdeck logo all in lowercase on the side. 
<laughs> by the by the mm-hmm. uh, by the button. I don't know. It's just one of those small attention to details that just look nice. But yeah, um, second the second thing is what we already mentioned was the Sage Digital Endeck. The blue oh, box. Sage Digital, the Sage, <laughs> the blue box, the most yeah. common digital endeck in the in the EAS. If you've heard something on the radio with EAS, you've most definitely probably it was ninety nine percent chance it was a digital. Yeah, it's so it's. I mean, such it kind of depends crazy, on crazy. I guess yeah. it can kind of depend on like what market you're looking at. If you're looking at radio and television, I guess I could. If tell you're in Florida, television is Dazdeck. If you're in Florida and you're listening to the radio, a radio yeah. is radio it's is Sage Blue Box. Yeah. So I mean, not to say, not to say, not to say that TVs don't, not to say that TV stations don't use blue boxes. Uh, ARPBS uses a blue box. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just Uh, it's Cairo up here. They use a blue box. You're just more likely to see a Dazdeck in a TV station. What other station do they run from that uh, control point? Because they have a video of the, one of the tests. Yeah, Cairo. Because they have a they have a video of one of their tests, and they have two Endec units. I think they're running two stations from their central control room. They are. They are. What's the other station? Is it a translator um, or? The, no, it's their uh, they, it's their uh, Telemundo subcare sub channel. They have. Oh, okay. Because they also they have two um two Betabrites also. Yep. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, back to the technical side of the blue box. Blue box and the Sage are pretty similar. Actually, that doll was actually intended to be that way. The the interface of the blue box is specifically designed so that those who are those who are coming from a gray box, the interface is pretty much exactly the same and you don't really have to retrain any of your operators. So that's mm-hmm. that was one of the cool things. The only thing you really needed to make, keep an eye out for is the lights change position from vertical to horizontal, mm-hmm. which is easy oh, to get used to because they're still labeled. Yes, yeah. they are still labeled. That's the size of point, though. Um, Sage's digital index runs a runs a, an embedded ARM based Linux Linux computer that controls most of its cap capabilities, um, and it also controls an FPGA that simulates or emulates a uh, eighteen twenty two, and then data is carried well, between them. What do you mean, not very well? Because even though it emulates an eighteen twenty, oh, you're talking about serial. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the the um. Wait, no, I'm I don't lost think that's here. what Gabe was talking about either. No, never mind, never mind. So the FPG think, emula- of, it, think FPG- of it as basically eh. like a cap deck connected into an eighteen twenty two. That makes sense. Okay, modified eighteen twenty two. I thought you were talking firmware. about like the physical FSP generator. That's why I was saying it doesn't no. emulate it very well. Okay, no. never mind. No, <laughs> go ahead. No. No, the like I'm, I'm referring to the actual handling and processing of, of the alerts as well. So, okay. the actual the it's basically a Linux computer talking over serial to the FPGA, mm-hmm. and then the FPGA handles the alert ingest as if it were like an over the air alert. Was huh. the I actually was never the, knew the that. digital was the digital software generation two or is that uh still no the digital? it's still a hardware fsk generator okay if you look at the main board it still has a lot of the slot of the same chips as the 1822 does so i guess that's one of the things that or is yeah i guess one of the things that set it apart from dad's that it still has the physical generation 
So I guess it's less likely. To Same thing fail. with the easy cap too. Yeah, so I Here's guess Daz is question, the one, though. the odd one out. If you physically disconnected the uh, the ARM computer from power and just straight up sent an alert into it over the ports, would the FPGA still handle it and send it? Do you think? No. No. It's yeah. not a standard IC. It's not analog. Like. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing with it's the digital digital processing. It's all digital. It's digital. It's else. a digital emulation yeah. of PG. Yeah. And um, then, but yeah, the Sage Digital is rock solid. I haven't had any issues with mine. Mm-hmm. Unlike Completely the Daz analog, deck, which is currently sitting up on my shelf. Which is awesome. Well, there is more issues to your Daz deck than just that, though. True. I guess there, you had a lot of issues to start out with. I mean, it was on eBay for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's true. Hey, you, that, that's not true, though, because I got my Daz deck off of... That's true. That's true. Off of eBay on a stellar deal, never was used, and it works perfect. Yeah, no, Cam's Daz deck is actually very reliable. It's actually I've only ever had one issue, and that was my fault because of how I changed the setting. And even then, that was today. I accidentally locked myself out of the web interface because (laughs) I set I turned on HTTPS only mode. Mm. But apparently, but apparently Mac hates that because it's not signed by an authority got it it's digi- it's digitally signed by the daz deck itself and it shows that it's invalid because there's too many bits so my mac or my iphone just will not open it you uh, can't even override well i mean that might put a put a stand to say that mac security is bulletproof <laughs> for the most part yeah. For the most part. For the most part. There's always going to be a way to slip through the cracks, but for the most part, Mac is... <laughs> Single cool. user mode, mount, mount, mount drive is read-write, rm-rf root. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, so do we want to touch on anything else on this stage, or...? No, I was going to go over to the EasyCap. Easy or should crap. I say the EasyCap server? So... <laughs> So for those, the history of the EasyCap was interesting. The EasyCap didn't actually get get a physical unit until post twenty eleven EAN test. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're either one of the reasons why is because Trilithic was smart. They built in user user upgradable firmware into the Easy Plus, which not many other companies did. I mean, yes, they were user upgradable, but you had to take out a ROM chip. Yeah, yeah, of course. Not, not, yeah, not simplified like the EZ was. But yeah, so the EasyCap server was a piece of software that ran on a computer. It was a piece of software that ran on a computer that would send cap alerts to an Easy Plus unit, cap text and everything. Yeah. So, so it was kind of a split system, kind of like. Mm hmm. Kind of like the it sages. Was, it was a cap deck that was able to natively send cap messages to the to the easy reliably. Mm-hmm. And it comply and it used the base C gen on there because used the base C gen. So any stations that were using the easy C gen would have cap text. Like there was a video. There's a video there, of uh, the. Isn't there only huh? like one station that still does that and it's in like Alaska or something? 
I'm not sure, but there's I actually a um, there's a there was a video there's a video of an Easy Plus relaying at iPods Weekly. Yep. Yeah, that, that was hilarious. Wasn't wait. Yeah. Where was is it, that is on? it still the black screen or did it switch it over was to a, the Easy? Yeah. It was, it was a black. It was actually it was an actual Easy relay. Okay. Yeah. Like I know an Easy the, Plus relay. Because I know the the Easy Cap. The CG. physical unit has a different CG. Yeah, yeah. Disappointing. It doesn't look as good. No, it's not that scary. It's like, honestly, it's honestly like, like welcoming. It's like, hey, I'm blue. (laughs) Hey, I'm blue. blue, And also my font. Hey, guys, I'm blue. You're about to die from a tornado. But I mean, look at this lovely color. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's it's the most calm gradient. Yeah, it's the most calm C gen I've ever seen. But that's not a good thing. You don't want it to be calming. Yeah, whereas with the easy cast, they really did it well because they're like, hey, here's a tornado warning. Uh, by the way, you're about to fucking die. <laughs> and it's also, like, you need, you to, need go. to change your pants. Yeah, you, you need to change your pants because holy crap, the easy headers will scare the shit out of you. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not listening because, you know, we all have that one cable system that just cranks the easy up the maximum fucking volume and just, just goes to, like just- <laughs> Yeah, and they do it yeah. just to make sure that it gets over. Like, yes, we yep. can. We can hear it. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, though, if you go too loud, it's not going to be decodable because you're peaking. Yeah. Yep. That's the problem That's with a lot point, of radio though. stations nowadays. They're either peaking or their audio is super low. Which actually yeah. is... Well, they put it behind processing. It's so bad. And and the thing is... Well, so, you should never put a EAS unit the problem behind processing, is, and it's so You shouldn't. Dumb. You the shouldn't, but people is, still do it. No, the thing I do. is, I know. you know what's horrible? You know what's horrible? <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with putting it behind processing if it's light, but the problem is there's a lot of stations out there that, like, the F, I don't know if it's the FCC, but I've... If your I've, processing fails, though. Exactly, and I've heard somewhere it's, like, the, the whole thing is do not put it behind processing. But all of the videos and stuff and all the, you know, shit I've read up from broadcast engineers, they're all like, oh, you should put your, they're like, okay, so we're going to slap some processing and put our, our, you know, sage or whatever behind the processing. First of all, like Evan said, what if your processing dies? Two, most stations that do that are like top 40 stations that slam their processing balls to the walls. So it's like, mm-hmm. I think... We found a station that literally I have a is compressor. I'm going to use the whole damn compressor. Yeah, no, I bought the damn freaking. <laughs> I bought the Optimod. I'm going to use the whole Optimod. Like it's ridiculous. So I have I'm going to make the Optimod a scream. Yeah, because yeah, I paid for this pedometer. I, I actually know the whole pedometer. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, um, I was going to say that there is uh, a station. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Evan. <laughs> I was, was going to say, there's a station that was actually using one of their aux buses to bring their EAS tones in. Oh, God. <laughs> like, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all I have. Yeah. So what I was going to say was I have my ERN station DAS deck behind processing and it goes through processing because I use the DAS deck inter- in- internal audio switch, which has been great. Thank you, Anna, even though you're not here for suggesting that so goodbye voice meter switching good riddance i hated you since i started using you but <laughs> yeah but that's like the my... worst way to do anything because like if you have dead air you just get music you know mm-hmm. it's really annoying and i, I yeah, think and that I've was an issue with my station that for actually a while. do that mm-hmm. but yeah. so i have my DAS deck behind processing so my audio from the DAS deck does get processed but 
it's I always make sure that it will not affect the headers. So if you're monitoring my stream, I can guarantee you it's 100% decodable, 100% understandable, unless someone else in the network decides to ear rape the audio. <laughs> but that's besides the point. Marley. Hey! Marley throwing music on... Marley throwing hey, music I only on have... alerts earlier. Oh, yeah, that was true. I Hey, Actually, man, I, I only have... anything. Onyx is really fucking loud. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I mean, mean hey, I can't say anything because I have my A limiter set to auto level at negative six dB for literally everything, so it's bad. Huh. <laughs> but it's still decodable. <laughs> Barely. FM <Okay>. processing <laughs> on a web stream. <laughs> but yeah, so back to the back to the easy cap. So do we want to talk about the actual physical? What changed between the the plus and the? A lot. <laughs> a lot of things changed. Um, yeah. A lot of the a lot of the, the initial feature sets remained the same when the Easy Cap first came out. But then, as a physical unit, right? As a physical unit, yeah. Um, actually, the actually the Easy Cap had a grand total of way more monitors, like total. But you were mm-hmm. limited to you could only use six of either or. Like you could only have six total. And plus, and you could six and is a total. Six is a great amount of monitors. Like it's probably the perfect mm-hmm. amount That's- of monitors. You really only yep. need which the two, sage I think. also has correct. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's it's like it, the yeah. It really amount. depends on where you are for for that because like Montana requires three monitors. You required usually it's uh, NOAA weather radio, of course, and then you usually have your LP one or your LP two or someone else depending on what's in out your here. Area. Out here, you're just required to monitor your LP and uh, your. Uh, and, your I'm Noah. A, and I'm assuming uh, Kyra y'all are ahead of your time because Florida we, is just we, like no, we don't no, care. We out here our our main monitors out here are uh KXL, which is our PEP. Mm-hmm. Uh or and then oh yeah, no, that's forgot, our LP. I forgot y'all had your um, own And then app. uh OPB, which is our PEP, PEP. And then um Noah. Mm-hmm. So three. Yeah, Florida doesn't in require the, you know, PP, to monitor Noah, which LP, I find really dumb because we have hurricanes and stuff. In in the state of Washington, it depends. <laughs> it depends yeah. on where you are. Yeah, most stations well, are in Washington. Right. You 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 have the uh, the SRN. Yeah. The SRN is yeah. the SRN. Depending on where you are, is a requirement. How monitor. many stations actually you, monitor the SRN? A very large amount. Really? Huh. I mean, you can do it with like a. Like a scanner, like literally any radio scanner. Yeah. Like just take the audio output. That's what I was doing when I tried to make it, but That's I could VHF, never get the tones right? decodable for my location. But you and did I'm pick running, up uh, the carrier at least. You like you could hear it. I, I could pick up the carrier. Yeah, it could break my squelch. But um, it was it was nowhere near decodable. Not even audible. Oh, so basically, would, quote thirty five. Your blips on my squelch opening, like blips and i could see the like meter change on like if i have a surge monitor connected to the antenna i could see the dbm level change while it was transmitting but it was not audible so quote 35 it was just instrumental i could see it so like um oh what was i gonna say uh so the the uh srn actually goes off seven minutes late right so that's why they don't even send attention tone seven minutes delay Seven minutes late. I, I think Connecticut also has a uh, an SRN, right? There's. Uh, I'm not sure about Connecticut, but we also have local relay networks depending on where you are, like depending yeah. on the operational area. 
and and so the, for example plot, plot twist VHF, uh, right? plot twist a uh, an actual commercial station joins ERN <laughs> nah, <laughs> no nah but the um for example KNKX they have they are actually required to use five monitors by the Evan, state I think Evan's sending out an alert right now I just saw on his meter back there yeah yes I am so yeah, KNKX is required to monitor Cairo, NPR Squawk, KHB60, SRN, and their local and their local relay network too. Their LRN. Oh, Wait, wow. the LRN is just is that also kind of similar to SRN where you can monitor? It's it's a low, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's ma- a cluster. micro SR. It's a micro SRN. Oh. Think of it as like a cluster relay network. I get it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it, is it is it IP based or is it uh, over over the air? One they, the one really. the one that KNKX uses is um four fifty point four fifty point zero eight seven five is what's listed. Okay, so that's UHF. So it's right up in the commercial uh, UHF band above seventy centimeters. Is that isn't then, wait uh, what is the frequency is where most STLs operate in that area? Like not I'm not sure, but that area, isn't it in that I'm not rough sure. area or is it in like the 900 megahertz area? I'm not sure on that one. Yeah, I have to we'll, defer we'll you to our actual yeah. frequency, dude, Mr. Evan. Yeah. Uh, what was the question? I was um, asking, isn't that where most STLs operate or is that in like the 900 megahertz area? What's STL? Like studio transmitter link. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That area. Well, yeah, four fifty megahertz range. Yeah, some of them run down the uh, the one uh, one fifty also. Huh. Okay. Um, though that's way less common. Uh, four fifty and two twenty are basically the uh, the most common. Isn't two twenty military uh, area? Nope. Nope. There's a lot in the two hundreds. There's a uh, military. There's ham. There's a. Uh, yeah, that's one point. I think is that one one point two five meters. I think so. I don't know. Yep, one point two five um uh, meter band, and uh, yeah, there's uh there's some studio uplinks in there, um but most of it is in that uh that four hundred five hundred megahertz range. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, above four fifty though usually. Uh, those so, are yeah. I... yeah. Those are the most common digital index, at least the ones that we know of mostly. I mean, they're pretty solid. Just gonna However, say, real, yeah. Go ahead, Evan. Real quick, just memorizing the frequency spectrum is kind of ridiculous at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, we I'm there. I'm there to a point where I got it, but it's like, it's always changing now. It's just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's about it for this episode here. Tune in next week. We'll probably continue parts of EAS history. If Gabe has anything else. Just kind of go. I think what we have left right now is just a uh, modern and NP, like ed, everything from the first NPT to now. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for listening to the ERN podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can subscribe, listen to our previous episodes. And yeah, not much else to say here. So we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Adios.